According to their belief in various material relationships, people are promoted to various planets. Here it is said that one who is very faithful to his brothers should follow a path similar to theirs and get the opportunity for promotion to Maridloka. Naradamani advised Prajavati Daksha, second group of sons, to follow their elder brothers and be promoted to the spiritual world. We will continue reading a few verses. Etavasutva prayayo narado mohadarshanahat tebichanyo gaman margam bhatrunam eva marisha Shigadeh Goswami continued, O best of the advanced Aryans, after saying this much to the sons of Prajavati Daksha, Narada Muni, whose merciful glance never goes in vain, left as he had planned. The sons of Daksha followed their elder brothers, not attempting to produce children. 
they engage themselves in Krishna consciousness. Sadhvichinam pradichinam parasyanipadham gata nadhyapite nivrtande paschimayaminathiva The Savalashas took to the correct path which is obtainable by a mode of life meant to achieve devotional service or the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Like knights that have gone to the best, they have not returned even until now. Verse 34 bahun pasyan prajapatihi Utranasham Upashranot. Okay, so things are getting serious now. At this time, Prajapati Daksha observed many inauspicious signs and he heard from various sources that his second group of sons, the Savalashas, had followed the path of the elder brothers in accordance with the instructions of Narada. Verse 35. <coughs> Chukrotha Naradaya Saho Putra Shoga Vimurchidaha Devashim Ubalabhyaha Rosha Vispurita Dharaha When he heard that the Savalashwas had also left this world to engage in devotional service, Daksha was angry at Narada and he almost fainted due to lamentation. When Daksha met Narada, Daksha's lips began trembling in anger and he spoke as follows. Purport, we will not continue the next verse. So, Daksha's curse, someone else will do. So, but this verse, purport is very good because yeah. it is actually leading up to what happened so far. Srila Vishnavasekar Thakur comments that Narvani had delivered the entire family of Swayambhovanu, beginning with Priyavrata and Uttarapada. He had delivered Uttarapadasan Dhruva and had even delivered Prajinavarhi, who was engaged in fruitive activities. Nevertheless, he could not deliver Prajavani Daksha. Prajavani Daksha saw Narada before him because Narada had personally come to deliver him. Narada took the opportunity to approach Prajavani Daksha in his bereavement because the time of bereavement is suitable time for appreciating Bhakti Yoga. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 7, 16, four kinds of men, Artaha, one who is distressed, Arthaki, one in need of money, Jitnyasu, one who is inquisitive, and Jnani, a personal knowledge, try to understand devotional service. Prajavali Daksha was in great distress because of the loss of his sons. And therefore, Narada took the opportunity to instruct him regarding liberation from material bondage. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Prachar 
पाश्चातारिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअदाधा श्रीवासादिगौर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे Here, the pastime is going to take a turn in the next verse, and we can see the beginning in this verse in itself. Narayani has a very unique position in the universal affairs. His name proclaims that Narada. Nara is referring to Lord Narayana. Da means one who gives. So Narada is the one who can give Krishna to everyone. Interestingly enough, he started performing that right from the creation because Narada is also a mental son of Lord Brahma. He is the Shaktiyavesh avatar, empowered incarnation of bhakti or to distribute bhakti. So that is the position of Narada Muni. Just as the four Kumaras are Shaktiyavesh for Gyanamark, for impersonal knowledge. Similarly, the empowerment to spread Krishna consciousness is given to Narada Muni by the arrangement of the Supreme Lord. So this is the unique position of Narada Muni and so we can see different episodes in Bhagavatam where Narada Muni is preaching Krishna consciousness and is delivering. Interestingly enough, we are talking about one particular <laughs> dynasty or one particular uh, Manvantara starting from the first Manvantara, Swayambho Manvantara where we have the uh, Swayambho Manu is there who is the son of Lord Brahma. So in Swayambhuma Manvantara, Naradamani started preaching. We heard how he preached to Dhuva Maharaj. Even before that, he preached to whom? Uttanapada. And even not Uttanapada, Priyabrata. Priyabrata. So Priyabrata is the brother of Uttanapada. Right? He is the older brother of Uttanaba and he had no interest to rule over the world because being a Manu and Manu's son is not very easy task because they have to rule over the world. So it is like universal governance and he had no interest so Naradavani preached to him. This is the right opportunity. You go to Gandhamadana hills and you perform your tapasya. So you can see that uh, from about third canto, we can see the episode starting from Swayambhuvamanu. And we hear about Uttanabada in the beginning of fifth canto. Being beginning of fifth canto. Yeah. A Priyavrata, sorry. Priyavrata we hear from the beginning of fifth canto because all the way through he was performing austerities. So you can see the, the strength of Brahmacharya of Priyavrata. Such a, you know, it's a very long time, even in the Swayambhuvamanitra, very long period he performed austerities. Because they had to recall him. He had to persuade him to get back to Grihastashram and rule over the world because there was no one to rule over. Because in between, even Daksha wasn't there. Daksha was performing his austerities. So the time period is very interesting. That first... Daksha got his, he cursed, he got his God body. Then he was satisfied with his God, God body because he was so effulgent and so attractive, Daksha. He was the most powerful demigod 
he was overruling everyone only person who were more effulgent in that sense was lord brahma lord shiva naradamani only this great personality otherwise daksha was very powerful and having such an attractive body now he has got a head of a god he couldn't tolerate that <laughs> okay it is not just any not even a human form he couldn't tolerate so he left his body in what he committed suicide after that with the god body and then he got his birth as daksha again but that happened even in the swamp home anandra but he realized that he didn't have the same power that he had before when he first appeared from swamp home he didn't have that much power then he decided i will go and perform austerities and that's where daksha started his austerities in the middle of swamp home anandra and he performed austerities till the beginning of sixth manandra chakshu manandra so nearly four and a half manandras of austerities daksha performed so it is something serious we had to understand <laughs> even though he felt that he didn't have any power still it is a very powerful worship of the lord we'll talk about that later so you can see that how naradamani is involved he was involved with uttanapad and no one was there so daksha is gone no one was there and then they had to approach uh, priyavrata and get him back even though that is explained in the previous kind of it's kind of beginning so this is the story going on now dhruva maharaj he delivered dhruva maharaj naradamani delivered dhruva maharaj and in turn uttanapad because his son is a pure devotee now and his mother also delivered so that is great and in the same manner we had to see priyavrata is mentioned and not only that he delivered prajina bahi which which story did naradamani tell prajina bahi ha story of king puranjana exactly the story of king puranjana so it's an allegorical story you know the story right king puranjana so king puranjana story so in that way naradamani used different tactics at different places uttanabad sorry uttanabad brother priyavrata direct preaching no interest in material things directly brahmacharya so it was a, you know it just go that's it and he went and no one had any complaint uttanabad became the king problem solved when it came to dhromaraj he said okay you want to fulfill your material desires here is bhakti process you go so he used dhromaraj's kshatriya determination so naradamani says see the the prowess and determination of this kshatriyas they cannot forgive they want to just go for it that is the kshatriyas are like that it's very difficult to forgive things brahmana is very easy kshatriyas difficult because mode of action then when it came to prajina bahi prajina bahi was in completely fruitive activities he was only aimed at material upliftment and in that it was not just the mode of passion some ignorance was also there why because he was doing un- unnecessary animal sacrifices so killing so many animals that's the reason nargani understood it is very difficult to instruct him straight forward then he had to narrate the whole past time of puranjana and then prajnapati understood he also got the point so we can see nargani uh, used different strategies in presenting krishna consciousness now in this purport it is mentioned very clearly that uh, there are different people that approach the supreme lord bhagavad gita it is mentioned right what are the categories it is mentioned artho jignasra thati jnani cha bharadashapa there are four kinds of people who surrender unto the lord those are pious one is starting from artho artha artha means one who is distressed then jignasu jen then arthati and then jnani so jignasu is one who is inquisitive arthati one who is after money and jnani one who is in knowledge so the four kinds of people they surrender unto the lord in nectar devotion we can read that all these four kinds 
or for the first three are considered or four also can be considered as neophytes as kanishta specifically first three they are kanishta or they are neophytes because they are approaching the lord for material benefit so of the okay of the four who is the best we know that who is the best yeah is the best and of the rest of the three who is the best Inquisitive. Yes, that's right. The inquisitive is considered best. So Acharyas mentioned that that's why inquisitive is placed between artaha and arthati. So it's mentioned at one point one has to be inquisitive. <laughs> What's going on? What's the real philosophy? One needs some inquisitiveness. So jitnasa. So one has jitnasa is called jitnasu. Hmm? So one has to be jitnasu. So Arta is not interested. What is the philosophy? Is right? Generally speaking, in the initially, I want relief from the suffering. <laughs> That's all. I have suffering. I want the relief from the suffering. Similarly, Arthati, one who is after wealth, not so much interested in philosophy. Get me, give me wealth. I'll do what is needed. Okay, tell me what to do to get the wealth. I'll do it. Dhruvamaraj. Dhruvamaraj didn't ask about the name, form, qualities, and past tense of the Lord. Okay, I want the wealth. I want a kingdom which is even greater than that of my grandfather Brahma. An even bigger kingdom I want. So, okay, chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. I'll do it. Can't do the breath? No problem. I'll do it. He didn't ask anything further about the name, form, qualities, and past tense of the Lord. Whatever is required to achieve the desired goal, he performs. So, this is the mentality of Manu Sarvamani. Similarly, one who is here, Arta, suffering person. <laughs> it is very difficult isn't it if you are going through suffering we may not be very much inquisitive about the intricacies of philosophy or we need to hear something which will alleviate our pain so gajendra example is given right in nectar devotion gajendra example so he chanted the mantra and he offered a lotus flower from the lake to the supreme lord and then immediately the supreme lord appeared and he which is this he killed the crocodile and saved gajendra so there this are the and inquisitive what is the example given exactly the sages of naimisharini they were inquisitive so they wanted to know they are the initial questions in the beginning of bhagavatam and the entire bhagavatam is answer to these questions so they asked the questions and then they straight away they came to the transcendental platform the point is they didn't remain as kanishthas or neophytes rather this was a stepping stone and from there they became pure devotees however when it comes to jnanis krishna is very pleased with them tesham jnani nityukta they are nityukta they are always engaged in devotional service Ega bhaktir visheshare and their bhakti is Ega bhakti or Ekanda bhakti or Ananya bhakti or pure devotion service. So their bhakti is one pointed. So Krishna says Priyaha, he is Priya. Priyogi, Jnana, Atyatham. Atyatham means extra. Atyatham Priyaha. So Krishna is telling they are very dear to me. Atyatham Priyaha. Indeed, they are very dear to me. Jnani is very dear because they don't have any other thoughts, they don't have any other deviation. And then Krishna, to add that he says, Aham sa chak mama priya. And so that is the point, they are ekanta bhakta, they, they are nitya yukta, they are jnani because they have knowledge of Krishna. And Krishna explains his position. He says, Aham sa chak mama priya. And for me, they are most dear. So there is such a loving reciprocation between one who is knowledge, one who doesn't have material desires and worship the Lord. So it's even more dearer. At the same time, one may uh, think, uh, okay, if Jnani is superior, how about others? Krishna says, everyone is magnanimous. He doesn't say that only Jnani is magnanimous. Udara sarvayaveti. Udara. Udara means magnanimous, like vadanya. Everyone is magnanimous. But, of, of course, Jnani is on a higher category, but everyone is Udara. Udara means magnanimous. Why are they magnanimous? They are considered magnanimous because they are magnanimous 
in giving their devotion. They are magnanimous in giving their affection to the Supreme Lord. Because the Lord is eager to have a loving relationship with the devotees more than the devotees. So this is elaborated in the past time of Gopakumar's journey to the spiritual planet in Vaikuntha. In that conversation we can hear the Lord is telling that he is more eager than Gopakumar himself. He was telling, this lifetime I thought you will make it. This lifetime I thought you will make it. I was waiting. Finally I had to personally appear as your guru. In that way, the Lord of Vaikuntha Narayan explains his affection for his devotees. He has told this before also. Even Ambarish past time again, he has the same kind of account where the Lord is telling, I am completely sold out to my devotees. And this is the position. So, Udara Sarana Evaite. So, everyone is Udara. Even if he is going for money, Krishna is okay. But one has to be careful. What is the problem? One may get what one wants, material desire, whether it is wealth or one may be relieved of one's uh, anxiety and distress. But after that, when their material desires are fulfilled, if they haven't actually taken bhakti seriously, they can go back. It happens, some may come and completely stress and anxiety, they associate with the devotees for some time, short time, they get a bit of a relief. After that, what happens? Okay, you may go, <laughs> take off. Again, dive back to the pool of material existence. Because of forgetfulness, the devotees can also do the same thing. For example, after a few years of devotional service, one may forget the suffering in the material world. What we went through, we may actually forget. Then one can think, I will have a balanced approach. What is the balanced approach? Some sense gratification and some bhakti. I will chant my rounds, I will do some sense gratification. And then Maya start working. In like a pin, out like a plow. And <laughs> no matter where am I now, what happened to me? I'm again back to suffering. So, this is the trick of Maya. That's why uh, Arthaha, one who is suffering, is in the mode of ignorance. In the mode of ignorance. And Jitnyasu is in the mode of passion plus some goodness is there for sure. Because there is inquisitiveness and some goodness is there. But Athati is primarily in the mode of passion. Can you see? So, there, there are many modes we can see. Jnani, we can say goodness, but he is beyond goodness. So, we can see. Uh, different shades of material nature in these four categories. However, Krishna accepts and for Jnani what he says, he is like me, I treat him as myself. So that is the position of a Jnani, who is in knowledge, no material desires, and wants to do exclusive devotion service to Krishna. So that's why Krishna, Krishna makes the same point even to Uddhava. Nobody is dearer to me as you, you know, I treat you as myself. That is the person of Uddhava. So Krishna says, look, he is very, very uh, attracted to and he wants to have special reciprocation with one who is knowledge and one who doesn't have material desires but serve Krishna completely. So this point is clear, I hope, that uh, how the Lord deals with the Jnani. Now, Jnani is a pure devotee. He loves him and the Jnani continues his devotion service. However, let's look a little bit deeper into the reciprocation of the Lord to other categories, especially Artha and Arthati. Or, in general, one who approaches the Lord with material desires. So, the Lord has a strategy. What, what he has to do? If somebody is approaching the Lord with all material desires. So the Lord is a kind father. So he proclaims his strategy. I will do something about you people. If you are coming with material desires, no problem. I know how to deal with you. He is Supreme Lord. He knows how to. We can hear this in both Srimad Bhagavatam and Sri Chaitanya Chaitamata. So it's mentioned in the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Satyam dishati arthidam arthito nana naiva arthito yat punar arthito yataha 
स्वयं विधत्ते भजताम अनिच्छताम इच्छा विधानम निजपात पल्लवम कृष्ण सेस इज अ वेरी नाइस वर्ड्स सत्यम दिशति अर्थितः अर्थितोंद्रणा पीपल इन जनरल अर्थितः दे आर अर्थिता दे आर अप्रोचिंग द लॉर्ड विद मटेरियल डिजायर्स देन व्हाट ही डस ही सेड दिशति आई विल फुलफिल देयर डिजायर्स If you approach Krishna for your material desires, Krishna says, "I will fulfill your material desires." What, whatever they want, arthitam dishati. Arthitam means whatever they desire for. Arthitah, arthitam dishati. No problem. I will do that. However, there is a catch. But there is a special way in which he does fulfill the desires. What that? Na eva arthitah yatha yat. ियलोटीन realization hmm? so yes punarathitah yata so there is a wonderful conversation we can read in this regard from the chaitanya charitamrita so the the lord says to his devotees if somebody is engaged in my service and if he still asks for material things the lord considers he says मागे विषय सुखा इस समय इस आंसर को विषय सुखा मेटीरियल रिसर्च आम्रता छाड़ी विषमागे इसे सच्चे पीपल आर गिविंग अप नेक्टर इंस्टेड दे आर आंसर फॉर पोइजन तो कृष्णा कंसीडर इस समय इस आंसर फॉर मेटीरियल रिसर्च सच पीपल आर इवन तो दे दे हैव द ऑपरेशनली सर्व कृष्णा दे हैव द ऑपरेशनली then the lord considers themselves they are foolish and they are asking for poison so the lord says my such devotee can be foolish but i am not foolish i am very intelligent so he says what i will do i will not give them this visha i will not give them this poison again and again so that is mentioned I will fulfill the material desires in such a way that they will not come back to me for that. So he's and rather what will they get? Ichhabidhanam nijapada pallava. He says the nijapada pallava. I will give my lotus feet which are ichhabidhanam that can fulfill all desires. In other words, having obtained the lotus feet of Krishna or having obtained pure devotion service. Once all other de- desires are automatically fulfilled, so Krishna says, if they are asking for visha, if they are coming for poison, I will not give poison. Rather, I will give myself to such devotees. So this is the way Krishna deals with artho jitnyasra thati, one who are approaching him with material desires. So he has his own strategy. That's why Dhrumaraj approached the Lord with material desires. But what happened at the end? He has his famous prayers, right? He has his prayers. Sthana bilati, tapasistitoham. He says he reflects on himself. Sthana bilashi. I was desiring highest position, tapasistitoham, and for that I performed all the austerities. Sthana bilashi, tapasistitoham. And then what happened? Tom Prapnuvan Deva Manindra Guhyam. Even for great sages and demigods, you are. It is not very easy for them to up, to obtain. It is very difficult to obtain Krishna. But I obtained you. I have seen you. I am in front of you. Tana Abhilati Tamasistitoham. Tom Prapnuvan Deva Manindra Guhyam. Then he says, Kanchan Vichinnuvan Apindi Viratnam. I am, you know, Kanchan Vichinnuvan. That is. i have given up the real treasure that is you 
instead I am searching for broken pieces of classes. So this is the realization of Dromaraj. So he says, Swami Kritathosmi, O Lord, I am completely satisfied and I am completely grateful. Varanayache, I don't ask for any other boon. We can see the prayers of Dromaraj are prayers of lamentation. So this is what happens if we approach the Supreme Lord with material desires. One can become very morose. Why did I do that? So this is applicable even to us now. If you don't perform devotional service properly, then in due course of time we'll think, you know, why did I, why didn't I do properly things? I had such a great opportunity to do serve Krishna. Why did I miss that opportunity? Similarly, if you approach the Lord just with material desires, then one will be lamenting at the end. Of course, Krishna will remove that lamentation still. Dhruvamaraj had to stay in the Dhruvaloka for a, such a long time. Still he is in the Dhruvaloka. This like this is a spiritual world, but still, it's slightly different, right? He, he wanted to go back home, back to God immediately, but he couldn't. So this is because of the material desires. So Krishna knows how to deal with those material desires. Ultimately, he will purify and he will give himself. We may also have such kind of experiences in our life, isn't it? If you reflect on yourself, you can see when we came to Krishna consciousness or even after coming to Krishna consciousness, we had many material desires. Even some of them may be very prominent. We may have even prayed for that. You can reflect and then you can see that Krishna may have fulfilled those desires but he also gives a realization what's wrong with such kind of desires. How they are not really satisfying us. So this is the mercy of the Lord. Having said this, we'll move on to another very important topic in this. That is, we had to see the life of Daksha and we had to understand a few points. Because I explained that Daksha's episode starts from the Daksha, yeah, where Daksha curses Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva was a son-in-law and he couldn't accept the superior position of his son, son-in-law. Okay, Lord Shiva is a pure devotee, Vaishnavana Mithashambhu. Even Lord Brahma respected Lord Shiva, even though he is his son. Still, he respected that is the position of Lord Shiva. Still, Daksha was very offensive to Lord Shiva. He started criticizing Lord Shiva. What is his position? He doesn't even have a house. <laughs> he is living on top of the mountain. There is no house, there is no roof. He is living under a tree. And he dresses very, very poorly. A deer skin or a tree bark. That is his dress. And he throws ashes all around his body. All over. It's like, you know, what kind of person is he? And he has a snake around his neck. Started criticizing like this. And not only that, his eyes are just like that of a monkey. This is what Daksha said. And I have given my daughter to him whose eyes are that of like, no, his, his daughter's eyes are just like that of a deer cub. And I have given to this person whose eyes are just like that of a monkey. So this is how Daksha started criticizing Lord Shiva and finally cursed Lord Shiva. This is, this is a heavy blasphemy in front of all the devotees. So it is mentioned that Lord Vishnu didn't appear in that Yeah, We can read in the, in the fourth canto. Vishnu didn't appear because he knew it's going to be a mess. <laughs> and he didn't want to partake in any of this. Lord Vishnu didn't appear in that particular area. Yeah. Rather, other demigods, Brahma, everyone was present. And, and we know the curses and counter curses went on. So this is such an offensive mentality. And in that canto, we can hear that Daksha asked for forgiveness from Lord Shiva. It ended up in the um, uh, suicide of his own daughter. He had to witness the suicide of his own daughter, Sati. 
So then Sati appears as Mother Parvati because Sati gets the birth as the daughter of Himavan, so she is known as Hainavati. She is known as Parvati because Parvata, Parvata means mountain, the daughter of Parvata, Himalayas. So that's how uh, Parvati was born, and when she was born, she had a spontaneous attraction for Lord Shiva. And who is Parvati? She is Durga Devi. Devi Heshikunamayim Amavaya Durateya. She is the personification of all three modes of material nature. Who is Daksha and who is his daughter Parvati or Sati? She had the power to annihilate millions of Dakshas. <laughs> that is the power of Parvati. Sati. She had that much power. Because Daksha is nothing in front of Parvati. But in that past time, she is just acting as his daughter. So, Daksha is being very foolish in one sense. And who is Lord Shiva? Lord Shiva is her husband. So, what is the position of Lord Shiva? So, all the material nature in one sense is under Lord Shiva. So, then still, uh, Daksha was audacious to you know, criticize and then blaspheme Lord Shiva. The point is, then he got the body of a god or the head of a god. Then he gave up the body. He performed tapasya for four and a half manantaras and he worshipped Lord Vishnu using the Hamsaguhya prayers. And he worshipped for such a long time and beginning of Chakshamanandra, he got the darshan of Lord Vishnu. And then we can see that the Lord didn't appear in two-handed form, neither he appeared in four-handed form, rather he appeared in six-handed form. Why? And he had different weapons and different opulences because he understood Daksha has still material desires. He is not pure yet. Even though he is able to see the Lord, still he is not pure yet. So that mentality that he is carrying, the offensive mentality he was carrying. So the Lord appeared and he gave whatever Daksha wanted. So he wanted the power to create progenies. He gave that power, no problem. He took it. But he didn't give pure devotional service because he was carrying the offensive mentality even though he worshipped the Lord for four and a half mandantaras. And then this offensive mentality will be demonstrated again in the next verse that I am not going to touch now. That next people will speak. That is, he cursed Naradamani, a pure devotee because Naradamani had saved his entire dynasty starting from you know great 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 forefathers you know, Dhruva Maharaj, Uttanabhada, Priyavarada, he had saved everyone. Still, he was so blasphemous that he cursed his own guru, his family guru, he cursed. Can you see the position of Daksha? So that's why we had been so careful about Vaishnava Aparat. It is very difficult to take out. So even though he performed tapasya for long manantra, still that offensive mentality was present in his heart. So this is the this is something which we had to learn from this past time. Similar point we can see in the past time of Bharata Maharaj. Bharata Maharaj, he was a great king. He left when he was young. He left the kingdom, he left the wife, he left the uh, wife and children and uh, whole kingdom. He was dear to everyone, but he left everything. And a very graphic example is given. Just like if we pass and if we just walk away, we are not attached to what we pass from our body. <laughs> You go to the toilet. You don't. You don't get attached to that. In the same way, he, he uh, gave up all his wealth. Still, in due course of time, he got attracted to a deer. Then it is analyzed. Why did he get? Why did he get attracted to a deer? Even though he was so detached from everything, and he was. It was on the platform of bhava bhakti. So one explanation is he was away from the devotees. So that stresses the importance of Vaishnava association, devotee association. Even though even one can be very advanced, still we need the association of the devotees. If we go to the spiritual world, we are not alone. There is association of the devotees. <laughs> so, association of the devotees is a common factor. Since Yoga Goswami is another very important point, that there was some kind of remnants of offense in the heart of Bharat Maharaj, which is coming from some birth. And because of that, he got attracted to this deer. That is on one side of the story. On the other side, the Lord wanted him to come back as soon as possible. So he thought, 
Dhramaraj still has strength. So he didn't want him to go through multiple lifetimes to perfect. He thought, okay, I will give him the life of a deer and at end of that life, he will become a pure devotee. So when he finishes life as a deer, at the end, he became a pure devotee. So appearance at Jadavarat, that was only for preaching and for setting a good example. So uh, Jadabharat, he was a pure devotee right from the beginning, means he's with Krishna all the time. So from this past time we can understand the, the, the gravity of Vaishnava offenses. If you offend the devotees, it can be very, very disastrous. So we had to practice humility and at least by words and action we had to control. And if you think so much negative about devotees, it can be problematic. So if you have that such kind of negative mentality about devotees, you just serve the devotees and in that way operate to Krishna, serve the devotees and by that, that mentality will go away. But if you don't do anything about it, rather we think about that again and again, it is going to increase first thoughts, then words and then actions. It can be very, very disastrous for our own life. So, so today we saw about the glory of Naradamani being the dynasty guru of Daksha and his predecessors and his followers. And we also saw how uh, the Lord treats different kinds of devotees, his <coughs> status. And here, Naradamani, another very important point I will explain that is, Naradamani took this Artaha because Daksha was very distressed. He took that opportunity to present Krishna Consciousness because that is the way of presenting Krishna Consciousness. If one is going through trouble, then one can present Krishna Consciousness. Narada took that opportunity. So that is a standard strategy. If somebody is in difficulty, that is a good time to talk about spirituality, isn't it? Because they can be a bit more open. They think, okay, uh, things are not going well. This is not the place for enjoyment. Oh yeah, that's right. And going through trouble. So Narada took that opportunity and tried to preach. But what happened? He got a contrary result. <laughs> because Daksha was not ready. He still had that offensive mentality. So rather than accepting the advice of Naradamani, even Naradamani couldn't even speak anything. Before that, he was cursed. So this is the position of Daksha. And from there we can understand the gravity of Vaishnava Apara. Okay, I stop here and see if there are any questions or comments. Yes, no beginning when we join Krishna consciousness we, sometimes we think that everyone is a pure devotee, we see everything is good, there's yeah. no mistakes. But then as time passes, as time passes we can see like we start to see like mistakes. Yeah. And then how to get over this tendency to want to correct devotees. Okay, very very good point because when we start our, when we start our Krishna consciousness we see that everyone is a pure devotee, everyone is effulgent, shining <laughs> but after sometimes we we tend to find the fault in devotees. How to stop this mentality? It's a reality. Uh, in the beginning of bhakti, we are coming from a world which is full of problems. And when we approach devotees, we see good qualities in devotees. And in the beginning, there is a special mercy of the Lord as well, which is pulling us to Krishna consciousness. Krishna may even give some initial material desires or he will satisfy some material desires. Krishna will pull us because we are showing the initial interest in Krishna consciousness. However, as time passes, we see devotees and familiarity breeds contempt, right? <laughs> so we become familiar with the devotees and it is a reality that devotees have good and bad sides. We can see ourselves, we have good sides and bad sides. There is no doubt about it. Uh, and so, we will have to be at least come to the platform of seeing both sides. If only one is only able to see bad sides, first start trying seeing the good side. So first one has to see both. Initially one cannot come to the platform of only seeing good. So first our standard is, we may be only seeing bad. So from that platform, see good and bad. Then we can see that good side is far higher than bad side. Because everyone is a devotee, everyone is chanting Hare Krishna, everyone is engaged in devotional service. So that is something very, very, very unique. 
It's like it's the greatest position in this world to be a devotee. So we can see that such a person may have some force, but such a person is engaged in devotion services. Such a person is chanting Krishna's names. And we may not like that person because of our own anathas, but such a person may be very dear to his own Guru and Prabhupada and Krishna. So we have to see from a broader perspective. So we cannot just focus on the negativities, rather we have to see something which is positive. So if you see something negative about a person and if you want to correct that mentality, in the mind we have to think something good about them. Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj used to do this thing. If there used to be any altercation or even fight among some devotees in the temple, Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj asked them to sit next to each other and asked them, okay, tell ten glories of the other devotee who you hate or fight with. And the other person, okay, tell something good about the other person. This is glorification. Actually, if you feel that's one thing, if you feel something negative about someone, if you have that really, it's something we have to deal with. It actually it's a, it's a, it's a reality check we have to do. And it is a very important thing because we will feel bad about someone. We will not like someone who has, someone who has done something to us. It is, it is a fact. Then we had to glorify, we had to think good about them. Otherwise, that can actually poison us. That can, that, that can affect our chanting, our sadhana, everything can be affected. If we water that, if we nourish that bad seed in our heart. So, we have to understand the reality. Krishna consciousness movement, it's a ho- like a hospital. So, hospital, who are in the hospital? Patients. Deceased people, that's why they are in the hospital. No problem. So, we have to understand that some can be good patients, some can be bad patients, but at least we are not taking the treatment. Prabhupada and his followers are giving us treatment. Prabhupada is clear. So we may have our faults and we have to accept. We have what others have for. So we have to correct them out. Is that okay? Mahatma Prabhu. Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much Prabhupada for a very nice class. You said that uh, when you get the lotus feet, Hmm. You can get everything. Yes. Can you elaborate on it, please? Okay. It's a, it's a very interesting question. <laughs> the Lord Himself says, Ichabidhanam nijapada pallavam. Ichabidhanam means all encompassing. Hmm? All ichas means all desires. Whatever desires we have, the Krishna's Lord has said, we can fulfill all the desires. Hmm? How do you How? What is that? How Lord does? Okay. Uh, how does? How he does? He has his own ways. I cannot answer that question. How he does? But the point is, uh, Lord's Lord's feet is like a dhumaketu. You know what is a dhumaketu? Fiery comet. Bhagavan <laughs> uses many many analogies to glorify the Lord of the Lord. You often we hear. Here also, Nijapada Pallavam. Pallavam means just like the sprouting shoot, you know, just coming out very soft. Or Padambujam, uh, meaning lotus-like feet. However, in the 11th canto of Shivam there is an interesting analogy given to describe the feet of the Lord, and that is Dhumaketu. What kind of Dhumaketu is that? It's like, it can be Shayashya Dhumaketu. Whatever material desires are there, they can be burned into ashes by the fiery comet of the Lord's Lord's feet. <laughs> can you see? So, on one level, how he gives all satisfaction because when material desires are gone, then all the desires are to serve Krishna. So, he can fulfill that unlimited desire to serve Krishna. Then, the Lord's feet has his characteristic marks. So many characteristics, Matthias, 19, and sometimes mentioned as 21. So many things, you know, Chandrabham, Kalash, you know, Kalasham, Prakona, Dhanushi, Gham, Gospadam, Proshtikam, you know, so many marks are given. So here, there is one interesting mark under the feet of the Lord. 
What is that? He has elephant god. Ankushan. He has elephant god. What is that elephant god? Elephant god. If you see, have you seen elephant god? If you, elephant is a big elephant, right? But Krishna can easily control the big elephant. How? What is that big elephant? You will explain. If you see how the uh, the, the person who who is uh, you know along with the elephant, how he controls elephant god, not necessarily very big. You know, sometimes the length of the god is only this much. A stick is there, and the edge, there's the hook, and the ear behind the ear, one pull. That is the elephant's toes. So, <laughs> so the one who is on top of the elephant, he can control the elephant just with a small god. It's just this big, and goes there and just pulls, and it paints and said trigger point for the elephant. He just stops. Okay, can't do anything. <laughs> so this elephant god is. One of the marks at the feet of the Lord. What does that represent? That represents the elephant of our mind, the elephant of material desires that can be controlled by the Lord's feet. So that is very critical for us. You understand? So I explain two things. One is Dhumaketu and also the Ankusha, the elephant. Goal. In that way, the material desires are gone. So the mind needs to have something. So if material desires are gone, then the mind is filled with spiritual desires, which is to serve Krishna. And Krishna fulfills that unlimitedly. And that is Ichabhidhanam Nijapada Padma. Thank you. I heard also that Buddha's uh, feet, all the devotees, pure devotees should be there. Yes, very good point. So we get the mercy from those also. Of course, very good point as well. Yes. In the association of the devotees. Thank you. Hare Thank Krishna. you very much. You can take that. You were talking about the four people that go to Krishna and the inquisitive one is the best one. Yeah. But we see in Kajendra's story, he was in dis he was distressed and then he made Krishna come to the spot where he was distressed. So isn't distress the better one because like there Krishna. Oh, <laughs> so in case of uh, so what's wrong with Dhruva is also about Krishna. No? Krishna came personally, isn't it? Like Ajendra, yeah, the Lord came in the, on top of Garuda, flew in. And in terms of uh, Dhruva, like the Lord personally came, four hundred one as Krishna Garbha. Huh? So why do you why do you think uh, this is only this person can get Krishna? Uh. Yeah, so, so Gajendra is an animal and Dhrumaraj is a human. Both prayed and both got the Lord. So somebody who is in distress, any other human who prayed in distress and they got the Lord. Any examples? Do you know any examples? Let's think of think from Bhagavatam. Any distressed person who prayed to the Lord and they got the mercy of the Lord. Arjuna. And Arjuna. Anyone can say Arjuna was a Krishna and got the mercy. A classic example, Arjuna. Anyone else? Draupadi. Draupadi. Yeah, pure devotee. Not on the same category because we here we are talking about pure devotees, whereas this example is of Ajamala is a good example. He got the mercy. Human. He was distressed and accidental chanting of <laughs> accidental chanting of Krishna's name. So the Lord can come. Even one is distressed, inquisitive, uh, after money or in, in knowledge. Is it that okay? Or you have something else? Thank you. Any? Yeah, you want to pass the microphone? Thank you. No, it's not for me, it's for others. Krishna's original form is like two-handed, right? Yes. You said Krishna showed six-handed form to Daksha because he was offensive. Not exactly because he was offensive, but he showed his form 
because he wanted to fulfill his material desires. Uh, so it's not the same, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed six-handed form to one of his No, that's different. Okay. Like so that Shadbush form and this Shadbush form are different. Yeah. <laughs> so in this uh, Shadbush form that shown to, that Vishnu form specifically, who? What the Lord showed to that Shadbush Vishnu form. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Vishnu form in which uh, there was snake, there was bow and arrow, and it's a different form. Yeah, yeah, and a rock, so it's a different form than the Lord showed. But Lord uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shadwish form is Lord Ramachandra, Lord Krishna, and as Mahaprabhu, as the Sanyasi. So that is Shadwish. So you can, you can see that Shadwish form there. Can you see that? In front of Sarvabhata Chaitanya, in our temple, there is this wonderful painting by Rasanandini Mataji. Huh? It was eight handed, okay, sorry. So it was eight handed, I made a mistake. That's why the extra things are coming, like the. Uh, the no, not this one. The Daksha was shown was eight handed, sorry. More material desires. Six is not enough, so eight. So there was Pasha, there was, uh, there was this rope, there was snake, there was bow and arrow. Few things were there like that. Yeah. Okay, again. About uh, the four reasons why we come to Christian yeah. consciousness. Uh, as I see it, I think everybody except when you're on the level of prema comes with some level of distress. Because material yeah. life is stress. Yes. So, is there no, so only the pure devotees, they can only come purely out of uh, not wanting to know the absolute truth. But they actually already know the absolute truth because they're pure. So, yeah. it, it's always a combination of distress and one of the other three. That's right, yeah. So here also we can see how many of us came because of three reasons. Okay, four reasons are there. Who came for just in knowledge, no material desires? Anyone here? I am not there. I have to go other way. <laughs> oh, you came only okay, probably he, she. <laughs> At least I am not in that platform. Who came because of distress? Distress. Okay, partially I had partial distress also. Distress. And who came because of inquisitiveness? Partially interested as well there. And who came for money? Okay, after to me, we prayed for money. Desire of liberation, is it also a Yeah, it's also a problem, yes. That is also... Is it also part of money? Or? No, it's not part of money. It is, uh, it, you, you could consider between money and the jnana in knowledge. So there, there are two interpretations for knowledge there. One is, one is a pure devotee. Another one is one who is in knowledge means one is Gyanai on that platform. So that is included in the fourth category. Now, yes, what you said is exactly right that everyone comes with some other material desires and that's why we have sadhana bhakti, devotion service in practice, where everyone is welcome <laughs> to come with whatever anarthas or whatever conditionings that we may have. The process will work. How the process will work? For the process to work, again, one has to practice pure devotion service. How one practice pure devotion service? So that is explained as Anya Vilashita Shunyam, Jnana Karmadi, Anavutam, Anukuliana Krishna Vishidana Bhakti Uttama. Now, when we talk about Uttama Bhakti, we have to practice that Uttama Bhakti as a practitioner on the sadhana level. How to do that? One may have material desires coming to our mind. But one is not praying for that. And one is not acting for that. So that's how one practice pure devotion is on our platform. Our mind will not be free of contamination. But at least we don't speak and act on that platform. And then we chant 16 rounds and we follow the really principles. In that way, we try to practice. And that will actually help us to be so anyone can come when there is a process yet in another approach. I was thinking about the question yes. she asked huh? in terms of animals, artho, artha, jigyasu. Huh? In one sense, an animal it's very rare for an animal to be jigyasu, inquisitive, or even yes. a yani, or even want money. It's only human beings who want money. So yes. the only process for animals in that could is this distress. Yes. And that is a very rare occurrence. 
Because we know the position of Gajendra, he was king into Dumna, so we know why he ended up in such a position. Just a quick one, uh, with the Jnani, uh, the person who comes to Krishna consciousness and knowledge, the kids that have grown up in our movement, the kids that have grown up in our movement, are they that category? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. I cannot give a sure short answer. We can uh, hear from Bhagavad Gita, 6th chapter, right? They are a very rare source. They are continuing from their previous lives, their devotional service. That much we can say. Whether they are on the pure platform or not, I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know. So we have to wait and see. Only Yeah. I'm not the judge. So <laughs> it's a very fortunate birth. That's what Krishna speaks in the sixth chapter. Very rare birth to get birth in the devotee family. So it's very rare. So it depends on how we take this opportunity. Great opportunity. So, how one takes that opportunity? One gives itself. So. Definitely, Krishna will help such people. So, okay, final question. Okay, you want to pass the mic now? So, what's happening is Krishna is um, fulfilling the Daksha desire in a way that he won't desire every day. Yeah. Yes. So, giving you many sons. But then you want desire more sons, more. Yeah, you want to fulfill some desires in such a way that he doesn't want to pray for that again. Yeah. Like that example through Maharaj. So that's where Krishna, yeah, Krishna wants to do it. Yes, that's right. Doesn't mean that we have to go and, you know, now let's have all our material desires twisted. Anyway, Krishna is going to fulfill, so it's a good deed, right? Material desires are going to fulfill. And he will give the realization also, so good. It doesn't work like that. Krishna knows what goes on, you know. Even the holy name will not work. If you are material desires and if you are strong, holy name, we will not be able to taste the holy name. So that is even, it is better than, you know, fulfillment of some material desires, getting some taste for Krishna's names, which is achievable, some, some, you know. At least the beginning of taste is achievable, just sit here and chant, do service which is much more fulfilling than material things. So, yeah. Hare Krishna. That's why Mahaprabhu says Nam Ruchi. Yes. Jai. Mahaprabhu says Nam Ruchi, Jeev Daya and Narshish Sev. Three most important. Thank you. Grantayashim Bhagavatam ki jai, Shana Prabhupada ki jai.